La Galerie Louise, an artistic statement, a novella, a confession. Written by Batsheva Ross. Read by Ella de Burka. Chapter 4 La Galerie Louise, midday, midweek. The gallery is more or less empty. Shop owners are praying for rain so that the people on the streets will find refuge in this burrow. Maybe window shop over here. Show some interest, take their time, perhaps even open their bags, take out their wallets, and actually buy something. Megaphones placed on the top corners of the round marble walls erupt a playlist that hasn't been changed for months. Now the megaphones are playing a song with a defiant female singer who sings as if she's an annoyed little girl. Why am I sitting in the middle of nowhere? Standing here with nothing to do? Wondering if I really love you? Oh, oh. I guess that I do. <laughs> it's a Dutch singer, and everybody hates the Dutch over here. The Dutch are very bad customers when it comes to leisure products. The coffee stand at the entrance of the gallery has been empty of customers for over half an hour. The hairdresser in front of the round display stand has been having the longest conversation with the girly hired to wash women's hair. They are both loafing today. The fur shop opposite us, which is owned by an elderly gay couple, Eddie and Pascal, is similarly motionless this noon. Their sales team is comprised of a cute poodle named Petite and a blonde woman named Alex. Although it's fur season, their shop had only one visit today. It was Simone, the elderly lady that lives in the tower above the gallery. A woman suffering from a slight dementia, yet still walks on high heels with her cane. She comes in their store almost every day, kisses everybody's cheeks, gets warm hugs, and has a chat on matters that seem important to her. At least that's what I can tell from where I'm positioned, a few metres away at my store, examining her gestures and the way she shakes her head. But the elderly neighbour did not purchase anything today. Eddie hates us, while Pascal gives me a meaningful kiss on the cheek every morning. He spends all his days looking through the glass doors of his shop to our corner store of transparent glass walls. With my proactive selling techniques and the default architecture, the store resembles a vibrant aquarium full of action. Pascal likes to cross his arms on his chest and follow with his eyes the sales routines as they occur in our store. I imagine he sees the whole experience as a scripted play acted out by the customers and I, 
almost mumbling to himself my lines and moves before I managed to perform them myself. Today, he is gazing on a scenario between me and Monique, a wealthy lady in her late 60s. She is very nice and very trusting. I got her to sit down at the high chair after she bought the basic body treatment, cheerfully and with no hesitation. She already gave out a few key details regarding herself as well, like her family situation and her economic background. Even from the distance in which Pascal is standing, it is clear I have a big fish on my hands. Where is the sales witch now? I imagine Pascal wondering there from his corner. Oh, she just went away to the back of the store to bring the facial testers. <laughs> I should stay here and watch. This one will be a good one for sure. I returned to Monique with two brand new boxes of products ready for purchase and two testers of these products for the demonstration on her face. I placed them all on the table next to her. I decided to start off by showing Monique the eye treatment, a set that includes an eye serum and an eye cream. It's normally a safe start since it has an instant visible effect and the ooh, ah, sounds that Monique pronounced while I charaded the nail kit and body exfoliation makes me predict she will cooperate just as well while seated up here for the next step in the sales trajectory and she'll understand that she must buy the eye treatment too. Monique watches me curiously while I put down the testers and boxes at the table next to her. They're looking lovely. The tester of the eye serum is a cold, thick, green glass bottle abstractly curved as a tall female body wearing an Oscar dress. The head of the serum is sphinx-like, pointy and golden. It extracts a transparent liquid when pressed. The eye cream next to it is a flattened green glassed jar, shaped like an ornate spaceship. Covering the spaceship is a golden dome-like lid. When the dome is screwed away, a thin plastic lid is revealed underneath it. This lid can be removed with a carefully coordinated move of picking it up with the corner of a thumbnail. Finally, inside the jar lies a milky cream, which has a slick texture bearing no clue of its content. Monique picks up one of the packages and tries to read the small letters of the list of ingredients. She doesn't comprehend much. Seems a bit medical. It's all Chinese for her, but then there are also some understandable words, such as dead sea minerals, almond oils and flower extracts and so on. We will give you a solution for this area. I gesture with my fingers on my eye contours to explain. You do have beautiful eyes, I tell Monique. But trust me, if you don't mind me saying, I think I can do better than whatever you are doing now for this area of your face. Her response to me then is well expected. This happens with every woman beyond the age of 50. She chuckles and says, oh, There is nothing you can do regarding this, pointing with no grace at her face. I'm too old for corrections. I don't believe you can do anything at my age. Do you know how old I am? Yes. She is fishing for a compliment. I wouldn't say a day over 25. I try and get smoothly out of this trap with an answer we both know is unreal. She rolls her eyes while she smiles and blushes. 
But it's not all about looking younger, my dear, I continue. It's about looking at your best at every age. I conquer the awkward situation with a winning diplomatic argument, which I have wisely crafted over time for these reoccurring pitfalls. Now, I will show you the treatment on only one eye, so you can see the difference it makes. Otherwise, you might say, I don't see any difference. It looked like this before. She nods, anticipating. I pick up again the green glass bottle and continue with a sermoning tone. The eye serum is for the evening before you go to sleep. With the dead sea salts that are inside of it, it has the ability to go into the deep layers of your skin and will solve problems like puffiness or black circles around your eyes. These are phenomena which occur from within your skin. I quickly pick up a small mirror that lays on the table and tackle her with her reflection. Her facial expression says, oh, I know, I know, take it away from me. You need to massage it firmly into the skin and leave it on all night. I rub with my fingers the serum around her right eye, pulling her skin up against gravity. Now, the cream. I pick up the eye cream jar. This is normally applied at morning time. The eye cream is for the external skin layers of the eye contour area. It will prevent your skin from getting worse and will reduce your wrinkles. The cream must be applied carefully by merely patting it on the external sides of your eyes. The serum is a treatment, but the cream is for protection. And I'll give you a little tip from me. I turn a diagonal gaze from the eye cream jar towards her. You can use the eye cream as a mask for the eye once a week. Here, I will now put an extra amount of the cream on your eye for two minutes and you'll see for yourself. I scoop with a small plastic spatula a decent amount of the cream and spread it on top of the transparent layer of serum I had applied on her skin before. Now, listen. I pronounce in a hypnotic manner and pierce her with a focused gaze. We are treating your right eye for only two minutes. When you see the big difference later today, you will say, wow. So, I'm telling you beforehand, what happens here now is a change that happens by applying this treatment for the first time. After only two minutes. When you see the change later today, I want you to use your imagination and think about what will happen when you do it at home over and over again, every day, every week. Then you'll see huge changes. You won't believe it. The best changes will be after six to seven weeks. Then you'll see the best result and you will continue using it to keep these results for the rest of the year. Wow! Monique gasps now, too early, and I am not sure if she is astonished by the promises attributed to this product or whether she is just impressed with my dramatic skills. While we are waiting for the eye treatment to work its magic, I offer Monique a demonstration of our anti-aging rejuvenation product line on the right half of her face. Again, I will be leaving out the left side of her face, abandoned, just as I did with her eye, so she can compare the two sides. You must, must try this. You are absolutely going to love it.
I exclaim. I bring to our table anti-aging product line. This time, these look like a series of spaceships and elegant ladies made of red glass. The red line contains four products, a mask, a facial serum, a thick cream, and special weekly capsules for the eye area. I explained to her that this line is based on a special bacteria that exists only in the Dead Sea. And I tell her all kinds of other different details and promises. I have a habit of lecturing my clients with details and pieces of information that are beyond their comprehension and mine, to tell the truth. Still, they always nod their heads to me as if what I'm saying is perfectly clear. Monique doesn't mind all the fuss. She has time, patience and money and she enjoys the attention. She's an elderly lady very much loved by everyone around her. Many years ago, people used to pay attention to her because she had a strikingly beautiful smile, but then her beauty slowly faded. Yet, as she kept smiling, people suddenly started noticing that her smile bore kindness, which was appealing for its own virtues, and she thrived on this new revelation. She became more sympathetic than she used to be when she was beautiful, since now she needed to fulfill these expectations. When she entered my shop, I recognised these character traits and trajectories. It's a banal storyline for a woman of her age and background. Her oohs and ahs that were all about pleasing me more or less gave it away. Still, I am sure that rather than getting attention as a kind of consolation prize from her family for her kindness, Monique does have a latent desire to captivate again. Therefore, like most women, Monique would have a genuine weakening interest in the promises of cosmetics. Wetting the right side of her face with water, then spreading the white clay mask which gets comfortably warm on her skin, like a sauna effect, I say to her, Imagine yourself in the warm, dry desert. The sun is shining bright and the soft wind is breezing on your face. She smiles and closes her eyes, enjoying the moment. She looks ridiculous with half her face white as a clown in heaven. I see from far away at the first door, Pascal covering his mouth with his hand, swallowing a giggle. Oh, this, this feels very nice, says Monique. And should I do this every day? No, I reply softly. The mask is applied once a week. I would recommend to use the serum and the cream from the same line every night during the week, so it will continue the rejuvenating process on a daily basis. Aha! Monique opens her left eye and slants it at the other red jars placed on the table. Then her phone rings and snaps her out of the moment. It's her husband. She left him to park the car and now he's looking for her. She explains to him that she's having a facial from a lovely young lady here and that he should come and join her. Would that be good or bad for sales? I ponder. Sometimes the men are so clueless about cosmetics, they're very easy to manoeuvre. You tell them to wow and they just wow on command. but. Sometimes they become the know-it-all type when confronted by an assertive sales clerk. They are heretics towards cosmetics and do not want to spend such large sums impulsively. That demands an upfront battle with them, 
conscripting some platitude feminist rhetorics and think about her needs and fulfillments, blah, 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 viciously creating tension between them and their wives, positioning them between the devil and the deep sea. They are bound to give up easily. But Monique's husband, Pierre, just arrived in our shop and thankfully he is easy as butter. Ho, 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 he laughs while looking at Monique's funny state. Are you enjoying yourself, my dear? He asks his wife. Tremendously. This lady says she will make me look ten years younger. Ten years younger? Ho, 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 I'd like to see that. And kisses her on the left untreated cheek. He tells her he will go off for his things and leaves us to our session after a brief exchange of words. Good, we can enjoy our girls' talk now, says Monique. This audiobook was created with the support of Level 5, an artist-run cooperative studio based in the city of Brussels. Yeah.